It's a very spooky episode of the Brain Candy Podcast. Did that sound spooky? Not really. I'm just happy you remembered to do it. Yeah, because it's Halloween. This is so good. Has this ever happened to us before where it's landed on Halloween? Not that I recall. I don't think so. Mm -mm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought you would enjoy it. I do. You're feeling extra witchy today. I know, but I wish I had like, I I didn't really think about it and I wish it have come hard with like the scary, spooky stories. Yeah. I do have an update on one spooky story we talked about. Okay. So remember how I played that really creepy sound of the lynx fighting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of my friends from camp listened to that episode and they called me and were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you forgot to tell the story of what happened at camp because we have a personal experience with something like this. And it all clicked and I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot. What happened? We refer to this year at camp as slasher year (laughs) because we are all uh, at campfire and we hear a noise that sounds like a woman screaming. And somebody's like, there's definitely somebody out there. So search parties were sent. Like police were called, the the forest rangers. Like there was a, some serious like searching done because all because of the sound. And then like, lo and behold, we find out it was, but like we were really convinced that somebody was, was getting murder. murdered in the... Wow. Yeah. Why do you and think he like blocked it out? Because maybe you didn't know it was a lynx. Yeah. Yeah, and then like there were so many stories from I just I don't know. I I I feel like and now I wonder even if I was there that year or if I've just heard the story so many times that my memories put me there. Like Ooh, I hate it's one that. of those where like I have all the details and I have a visual of like what it would have been like, but I can't remember if I was actually there. Or so I think maybe that made it so I didn't really Right. Yes. Maybe you just heard about it. Yeah, but they call it slasher year. Gosh, yeah. just because of that incident yes, or there was a whole bunch we, of weirdness? The, well, there's always a whole bunch of weirdness at camp. Yeah, I think this year somebody pulled a fire alarm too. That was a whole drama. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I support camp culture. Oh, get out of here. It's the best. <laughs> it's like the best kind of shenanigans and like, oh, I was just talking to, with somebody about all of our like fun prank stories and, and things like that. I hate pranks. And, and we were talking about the ones that are okay and ones that are unacceptable do not do them. Who was the one on the challenge that put the chips or cereal or Me. something? Yeah. Well, I did that first funny. and then somebody copied that. It it's not great. funny, Sarah. For all of you out there who are wondering, what I did is I unmade the bed. Then I put <laughs> I, an entire layer of cornflakes down between the mattress and the top sheet and then or fitted sheet. And then I remade the bed. And so when these drunk fools come like sliding into you know catch some z's they have to like deal with but who did you do it to i did it to ryan from my season i think first and maybe ryan and chet and then did i do it to them i did, i've done it to a whole bunch of people i did it to and i did it to pretty but much every single person target on oh this is awful usually it's like the person who's like gonna get the most upset <laughs> Sarah. Oh, I know. It's gonna get not. It could be not happy about if it. If you ever, it's so funny. I would never. Prank it would you. ruin our relationship. I would never in a million years because I'm smarter <laughs> than that. Like it, they have to be like a willing participant. Right, it's like but, somebody yeah. who's gonna like get the right kind of like Camilla. She was always great to prank, and then she stole my prank and then Camilla. did it to other people. Right. I think that's, that's what the I was one mad I at. actually saw. Yes, and I was like, oh, then you were I, mad. I, I, prank thief. 
Prank were, thief! That, that it was plagiarized. Yes. You were mad about yes. that. Yes. Well, after I had my book idea plagiarized in the challenge, I figured... Oh, You're sensitive to right, it. Right, I'm very sensitive. Don't plagiarize my This isn't pranks. a spooky update, but I think you received some... Uh, who was it? Or no, it was on Break Kitty. But a lot of people have been weighing in about this puzzle doctor. Oh, well, yeah. And they like, say they're for oh, it. Oh, we were on the same message, you yes. and I. That's right. Yes. Yeah, they are for it. They are mad that we're not. Okay, for the record, I was pro. Oh, but I'm... Sort of. I'm, I'm fine with it right. for them to order it. I just can't believe he could stay in business. Right. And we were saying it's probably a side hustle. <laughs> So this guy creates these jigsaw puzzle pieces for your miss if you're missing one in your um, set, and we have we should have known that we have yeah. a lot of brainiacs of who are puzzlers. Yes, um, a puzzler. That's such a cool. Let's see what this one said. Yes. This is from Allison. Did you um, see the image of the puzzle that? Yes, our list- that was oh. how many pieces was that one? I want to say twenty four thousand. It's something oh, it's insane. insane. It was yeah. like or twelve thousand. Twelve. Yeah, like 12, it was like 000. the size of a wall. It like was an entire wall. wall. Um, well, this gal says she does at least three one thousand piece puzzles a week. Whoa! Uh-huh. If I am ever lo- if I ever lose anything, I'm calling her. <laughs> Find this in this pile. Right, and um, for her, it's self care. You know, That's it's great. like gives helps her relax. And um, after her grandma died, then she this was a way that oh. she felt better. And um, let's see, uh, uh. uh yeah, she said they're very expensive when they're new. So if you are missing a piece, then thirteen dollars is okay. Not that we bad. Have some info. Oh wait, she actually. Okay, maybe. I think it goes back and forth because at the end it says I'd sooner get rid of the faulted puzzle and buy a new one for that price. Mm. So maybe the thirteen is the sticking point for yeah, her. Thirteen dollars. But um, she signed off by saying "fuck Johnny Bananas," which oh, is always really yeah, nice yeah, when people go. do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when she swore, she said sorry to Linda. Oh my so gosh, Linda, I love uh, it. Allison here is a real brain candy brainiac, brainiac yes. and she loves puzzles. And so I think people tended to write and say they thought that was a great service. Right. I just don't know how he makes a living. I and calls himself like a CEO of <laughs> Muscle Talk. That's funny. That's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. So what do that I know? Makes me think. I'm like, what other? Uh, uh, I mean, there's got to be like a replacement for Scrabble pieces, right? Let's hope so. Because remember when we did it yeah. out on my deck, we lost three pieces. I know. I want to go in there and get them, but I, you know they'll be all weathered. Yeah, they will. In fact, I saw a. Uh, uh, you know how I got you the clue that looks like a book? Yes. I saw a Scrabble version of it, and I was like, "Should I just get her that for Christmas?" But because it looks she like liked, a book. Yeah, you know, like goes. It's really cool. They look like books. Like oh, they and you can go put on the shelf. shelf. Yeah, and they had a Scrabble version, and I was like, "I I did lose some of her pieces. Maybe I should replace was her." Was it game. you? I'm not. I might. Was it? I mean, we, we were, were asking both, for it. We were. We were playing. Don't outside. ever play Scrabble risky, on a slatted deck. Yeah, risky environment. <laughs> risky. Mm-hmm. Environment. It, it was a uh, 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 like. Extreme Scrabble. <laughs> right. Well, if you, whenever we go outside, we like to take wine with us yes. and we like it to be cold yes. and the appropriate temperature. And we are able to do that thanks to Brewmate. I saw a couple of Brainiacs uh, po- tagged us in posts with their Brewmate mm-hmm. um, wine salators. These are, so they have the full bottle one. It's amazing. It's awesome. You can put a whole bottle of wine in there and take it to a game or tailgating, wherever you're going. It is the season. Out by the pool. Well, yeah, it's not pool season now, but. Tailgating season. It's for sure tailgating season. 
and you and then it also has the individual cups mm -hmm. and they're insulated as well and they keep your drink the appropriate temperature for like freaking 24 hours they have beer versions the hopsolator trio um if you're into the beer, beer scene yep. um don't settle for warm alcohol chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with brewmate visit brewmate.com and add code brain to get 15 percent off your first order that's 15 percent off your first order when you go to b-r-u-m-a-t-e.com and add code brain we yes. love our drinks, don't we? We sure do. So should we explore the long-awaited anagram yes. shenanigan? Oh, my gosh. Susie resisted for a million years. I'm still mad about it. Why? Um, I love to talk about why you're mad about it. Well, I think because my focus on in religious studies involved mm. researching a lot of these... Um, type of things personality yeah. tests are a part of that culture totally. of like inspirational self-identifying blah 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 mm -hmm. um and so i'm just generally turned off by it and yeah. it's very popular in the evangelical community oh, wow. so like everyone i know that's an evangelical white mom is super into anagram that's so weird it's like i see the other side of it where who? it's like people who are more I mean, this could bring people together like you know, I think of like like Emily Schramm, you know, who's like into like the kind of like astrology and like fitness and more like but which she don't grew go hand up in hand. But, in religion. Oh, totally that true. That sticks. Totally true. Yeah, yeah, I've dismantled my mind, but yeah. they a lot of people, even if they've abandoned the faith, they still keep these yeah. interesting little uh, subculture rituals. I totally see what you're what you mean by that. Tori was the first person to mm -hmm. harass me about it. My friend Leah, she's mm -hmm. super into it. Like, yeah. we know those people that are just like, what's your number? Uh-huh. Like, they assume you've already taken it. Yeah. But I don't know why it bothers me. It really shouldn't. It's you know, I when I'm working with my clients and, and you know, any kind of... Do you tell like, them to do this? No. Okay. But, but not in... in because this isn't evidence-based and I can't use... It's not like a formal... My mom's therapist told her to do it. Isn't that weird? I can see I like, how huh? it's like if somebody's resistant to doing some uh, like self-reflection and you're, this is, that's why I called it like a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, drug It's right. a gateway drug to self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So when we're, I talk to my clients about like what, how when we're little, we're in class and we have all these like little form, like little worksheets they give us. It's like, what your favorite music, your favorite flavor of ice cream, your favorite, we kind of explore what it is that we like, what our interests are, what, you know, and it's all this, a, a lot of like this, this, I don't know, curiosity about ourself. And then we're kind of like expected to just have it all figured out and know exactly who we are and then stop the analysis of like, well, this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that, as we've talked about on here a whole bunch is based on, you know, other people's opinions from when you were younger or all this and to be able to just stop and 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 look at some questions and kind of think about how you would answer and you know like a lot of the questions on there are things like i like to be in control or i like to um uh, i like to i'm very concerned with my safety and the safety of others around me and just thinking about those things like what does that mean is that a thing that you know, it brings you joy and, and comfort or does it bring you discomfort? Cause that's something that you're always occupied with. So I think it allows for a little more of that. Mm -hmm. Susie's like not happy. I am it. not. Yeah. Cause, um, 
I'm really interested in human behavior mm -hmm. and what motivates us as people, mm -hmm. but I'm really interested in others. Mm -hmm. This feels so to me kind of narcissistic because it's all about like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And and especially yeah. when people fixate on it, yeah. which by the way, I love Leah and Tori. Yeah. This yeah. isn't about them, yeah. but I'm just, it kind of turns me off. When it becomes the the the... I don't know, like the Bible for like how like it, it's really just another tool to provide more information. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. you know, but you just like. But anything. why aren't men into it? Mm. Anything that's hyper female, I you think I would be really I know, into I think it? Sometimes but I get guys mad. are like I, there was somebody on Tinder who was really into it who I was talking to, and it's not you would never expect that this person would be really into it. Mm -hmm. They do not fit your like. Would mold you say of, he's super smart? Uh. I would say like a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. It's like, just, yeah, like has, I like, could see that where someone, it just like gets somebody yes. thinking. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Sarah was unusual because she had taken it a couple years ago or mm -hmm. a year ago. Yeah, probably two years ago. And then she retook it because she wanted to see if now that she's in a different place in her life, if her results change, yes. then we'll find that out too. Yes. Um, Tell me about yours. You took it. I took it. <laughs> Under and? protest, Under even though it was my idea. So funny. Um, yeah. I mean, was yours like percentage? Like you're this yeah. much? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm mostly number three, the achiever mm -hmm. and uh, number eight, the challenger. Oh, those are good ones. I'm those number two and number three. Number two, the giver yeah. and the achiever. Yes. What kind of percentages are we dealing with here? 72. Per oh, number three actually is my most, but. Yeah, no me too. 76%. Achiever. I'm 75. Wow. And we're almost 70, the same. Right. That's really that, weird. But it kind of makes sense in that category. Okay. And then number two, I'm a 72% match. Hmm. Yeah. It says twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can belong. Okay. I definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So my challenger one, that's my second highest yeah. at 71%. That's uh, see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. Um, so what are we supposed to do with this information now? What it, can you please guide me on this ridiculous journey? Well, I think, I think the, the thing to look at that, at least for me, provides me the most information is they break it down into where, when you're at a healthy level and you're a two, oh, when you're wait, at maybe an I average didn't get the level breakdown. and when you're at an unhealthy level, that's the How most important. How do you important. find that out? It's all, it's when you click on, you can like click on each thing thing and it gives you more information. So like if we think about my number two, that's like the giver, it says that this person is caring and gentle, nurturing and patient, um, approachable, radiates kindness, a vocal volunteer activist. Um, and so in a healthy level, we're selfless caregivers who are fulfilled by giving unconditional love. We're comfortable sharing my own needs to others and secure in a healthy give and take balance, blah, 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 all this stuff. That's all great. Mm -hmm. But then if we look at unhealthy levels, givers fall into a pit of self-despair and criticism, constantly looking for others' faults and wrongdoings. They try to gain control over relationships and become either overly clingy or overbearing. Um, there's now an excuse for every action and they play the victim card in order to gain sympathy and reinsurance. I can definitely recognize times where I feel the most um, like insecure and when other areas of my life are not healthy where these kind of traits flare up. And I'm like, ooh, 
when I, so if, if you start to recognize that maybe you're, if I start to recognize that I'm like looking at others' faults and wrongdoings, if I'm, you know, becoming overly clingy or overbearing, it's usually like to be able to point it back to yourself. That's why I think if you can look at it, oh yeah, it's narcissistic. But really the way I look at it is recognizing that any problem that we have with most problems that we have with other people around us come from a problem within ourselves. that if we work on fixing, if I work on, you know, uh, uh, not becoming overbearing and, you know, not trying to gain control in relationships and really trying to balance that part of myself, then my interpersonal relationships will become healthier. And so I think it's great to have somebody look at something and be like, oh, I'm not being like, you know, uh, this isn't just I play the victim card and then like that's it. This is a sign of an unhealthy balance in my life and I need to kind of like focus on me and what my needs are and what I can do to kind of change that. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. You know, it's like self-awareness. Well, does it say to you though, here's what your whether you're in the healthy range? No, that's, you get to determine that. Oh, okay. That's, this information says these are your core okay. like where you put value, mm-hmm. really, where do you put value? Do you put value on being a challenger? Do you put value on being a loyalist? Do you put value on being an activist? Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And just like we said, there's two sides to every coin. We always say this, that those traits, those values can have really positive uh, uh, qualities to them, but they also can sometimes, you know, they're like that flip side. They, there can be negative things to that when left... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when kind of like in a state of dis-ease. Mm-hmm. I guess m- among my problems with this is mm-hmm. um, how how long did it take you to take the test? 10 minutes. Yeah. And you're telling me you know about me from 10 minutes. Well, but also I give, I give very uh, uh, scientifically researched assessments that are all like um, totally like valid that take even less time to do. The Beck depression inventory, the Beck anxiety inventory, the quality of life inventory. But those are specific traits. Whereas this is like... But the quality of life one isn't. That's like, you know... But really, it's like, I think that the the questions when they're really... You know, I I think you can't get hung up on it being like, this is the end-all, be-all and the the answer and everything. And and maybe the frustration is with people who tend to do that. Mm -hmm. To be like, yep, I got it all. This is like an add-on, you know... This mm-hmm. isn't like to replace, you know, just like WebMD doesn't replace a doctor. Mm-hmm. An online a personality test does not replace like a mental health professional who's really going to help you look at this. Because it's still left a personal like interpretation. Whenever a, a researcher or a scholar creates a um, any kind of polling, mm-hmm. the problem is that, you know, words mean things, but... Language is imprecise mm-hmm. and um, fluid and malleable. And that's what I found with this mm-hmm. is that they'll use a word mm-hmm. that could mean a variety of things to each person. Yes. And if you only have a few questions, that result mm-hmm. will matter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it seems to me mm-hmm. lacking nuance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people get really invested in their identity, like who mm-hmm. they are on this thing. Yeah. 
And I don't know. It just feels like, why do you care so much? I think it's the same with like astrology, with anything like that. Yes. If you just dig your heels in and you're like, nope, well, that's just me. I'm just a Pisces and that's it. Then you're using it wrong. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff just gives you information that then your job, if you care, is to like synthesize and process and then go, okay, now what has this taught me? How is this going to change my behavior, my actions, everything like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, like my past one, the one that I yeah, well, got before, um, said a lot about me being suspicious and jealous in the <laughs> negative sense. And I was like, they are freaking right. I Which was one would the that loyalist. Be? Oh, yeah. Yep. And that a committed, security oriented type, reliable, hardworking, trustworthy, excellent troubleshooters. This was. I'm this surprised is, you still didn't get high on that because of all the safety stuff. But in a way, that safety stuff was a result of feelings of anxiety about me not being in like the right place in my life. Because now when I took it, I thought about those questions and I don't care as much. I don't have like weird checking behavior. I don't worry about the house burning down. It's That was all anxiety from other things that mm-hmm. I was attaching I see. to all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And once that went away, I was like, oh, I feel safe and secure on my own. And my need to be like that, it totally went away mm-hmm. or definitely decreased. It's not even in my top four. Can I just say briefly yes. that if you happen to be a lifelong learner like Sarah's Tinder friend, mm-hmm. then you guys <laughs> should try Skillshare. Um, I talked last time about this, but you weren't here about how they have a class I want you to take. It's about um, like how to care for your plants. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I would love to see that. Right. I'll take any info. How to care for your plants and like how to pick the right plant for whatever. Oh, I'd love I'm that. I'm like, Sarah would love I'm this. in the market for new plants. Yeah. <laughs> You're always in the market. That's so true. For new plants. But you can take classes with Skillshare in everything from photography, creative writing, design, productivity, and more. I love the cooking classes, as you guys know. Um If lifelong learning is important to you, I think you guys will love it. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Brain Candy Podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Brain Candy. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Brain Candy. Start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Brain Candy. And you Um, know what? To be honest about the, uh, the Tinder guy who was real into this, his interest in this, I didn't go out with him. I didn't even continue talking to him. He was real, real into it. And then there was Did another one about like number? animals that oh, he was Lord. like, oh, I'm this. And then I like took that test and I got mine and I was like, well, it's real accurate. But again, it's like, why are we, I felt like, mm. I can't believe you took it. Well, cause it's, I like, it's fun. I like all, I love that. Why I'm though? I'm a test taker. I'm I, a test taker. No, I like, I like the info. I like mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I like all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I think people have this desire to learn about themselves. And it, and maybe you're good at doing a little like introspective self reflection, and it comes easier to you. Yeah. And so maybe it's hard for people. You know, we talk about having like creating distance. Mm-hmm. So maybe this kind of creates that distance that then allows them to kind of like backdoor self analysis. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I forget what book it was we read, but. I think it was for book club and it was talking about how who you are as a ch- oh, for for women who mm-hmm. you are as a child and then who you are as an old lady are like your the real motorcycle self. one. Yes, thank yes. you. Murphy and me I think yes. Harley and Harley me. Harley and me. And um oh, it's such a cute name now. And say it out loud. 
if I'm wondering, like, if of your two enneagrams, do you think one's like who you're truly or not, oh. or do you think it was just it can change all the time? I would say the one now is more like me when I was younger, like that yeah. kind of right. Uh huh. Okay. Because I think deep down, I would say I'm totally that, uh, uh, like the giver, like the yeah. Nurturer. On that oh God, in that always. book, it was talking about how when you get your hormones and you're in yeah. that fertile window, yeah. that it's not actually you in a way because those hormones just wreak havoc. Totally. And it's so up and down, but before you are fertile and then after that's mm-hmm. your real self. So I'm wondering if that's what's gone on with Sarah, but mm-hmm. it just seems like this is more like really can depend on even like what year of your life. I think so whatever. too. I think everything like that. And the same with like, I was really into handwriting analysis for a long time and yeah. for a short period of time, whatever. Uh, and it's the same with that. Mm-hmm. That changes and it just gives you more information makes you look, oh, okay, that person's a little stressed and a person's a little tense or that person's real like rough around the edges or likes order and likes to do things in all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the same people that are into this are into um, the love languages. Oh, see, that's one that we really do I'm clinically sure, use. And that one is pretty like, you know, tried and true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love that one. It's very helpful. I didn't say I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm just saying the same people yeah. like both. Yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, you probably like all that kind of stuff, but definitely. Do you know any people of color that are into these things? Yeah. How do you? The, you the do Tinder that? date was a oh, person really? of color. So well, yeah. I see. Yeah, but not. We didn't go on dates. He seems to be not fitting into the categories, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. He might no, be an I outlier. D- I definitely think so. And love languages too, for sure. But then it's like the you know people from my clinic, so that kind of changes mm-hmm. the. Well, um, I hope you're happy uh, that we did this. You know, we didn't we didn't win her over, people. People are going to like that they know, you know. But, but I think will we, they? Yeah, it's people. I How think people can are they interested care? In, in hearing like what you would get? Because the other ones that we aren't are like the individualist. Yeah, I'm not that. The enthusiast. You could be that. That you probably rated high on that one. I wonder what number is that? Seven. The enthusiast. The investigator. Um, yeah, I don't. Not really that. My lowest one, yeah. not surprisingly, was the peacemaker. That's funny. Oh gosh, <laughs> Which is that's real case funny. in point right now. Yes. Oh, that's funny. And then uh, perfection. Seven. I was. Oh yeah, I was pretty high. It was a sixty-nine percent match to the enthusiast. I'm sure. That's quite high. Yeah, that is really high, actually. <clears throat> yeah, that's me too. I I do want people to tell me what numbers they. I'll put it on Instagram and they can comment because I do think it's funny. Yeah. Because people fun. really want to tell you too. Like once they take it, mm-hmm. they really want to tell you what they're doing. But again, it's are. like if it becomes an excuse for your. I just don't like that when mm-hmm. it's like, mm, I, this is my excuse. Right. But. Oh, well, yeah. So this is a good sort of segue to an article that I read. I believe it was in the Atlantic. And it was sort of breaking down the difference between narcissism and self esteem. Oh, you know, totally. And how that can be muddled a bit. And, you know, specifically looking at millennials, of course, mm-hmm. they're always on the spot for that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was talking about whether that movement towards the, you know, participation trophy and mm-hmm. the everyone's special thing did, in fact, cause the narcissism that everyone is so frequently mm-hmm. accusing of millennials. And um, it they were kind of making a difference between... Uh, 
Okay. It does lead to narcissistic admiration, Mm -hmm. which is a desire to be well-liked. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily lead to narcissistic rivalry, which is to dominate others. Got it. So that's, I guess, good news. Yeah. And the difference between those is one is more collaborative and one is like you see the world as a zero-sum game. Like if Uh I get ahead, you can't. Absolutely. And if you've met a narcissist who uses you like that, that is totally the feeling. Our conversation about narcissists and like the thing about how to fight with one. Yeah. Man, I got a lot of messages about that. Same. I think we all seem to be... Know somebody. Maybe it's something about our style of listener that we're attracting these people. Well, I know that they're, that parts of myself definitely attracted narcissists. Like, absolutely. Huh. I have totally and easily like, like easily manipulated by like... The person because like I'm trusting. You fall for the bullshit. Yes, because I'm super trusting mm-hmm. and super like uh, uh, assume that everybody's going to have the other person's best interest in mind, and that is not the case. Yeah. So I'm like the perfect like foil patsy or whatever. Patsy is that? A, what does that mean? I think that's the, isn't it like the perfect patsy is like I the, don't know, but I like the, it. The one like the the person that you can like get to commit the crime with you oh, or like something. Oh my god! It probably comes from. We're gonna have to look up the history of that word. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and I was reading about how narcissists um, see you as either a stepping stone or mm-hmm. an obstacle. Mm-hmm. So they can either use you to get ahead or you're in the way of them getting ahead and they don't see any th- other. Yeah. You're either one or the other. Right. And I think it's more of a self. Yeah, it's like that self admiration kind of uh, uh, generation. And are we really, everything around us sends us the message that we should do that and be like, you know, take the selfies, Mm -hmm. buy this, look this way, look, it's very, that's, that's. It seems like the line is between self-esteem being somebody who feels good about Mm themselves and is comfortable in their own skin and then the tipping point is when you start to think you're superior. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because full, like self-worth and self-esteem is really like the cornerstone of my theory that I work with. Above all else, it's increasing self-worth and self-esteem that then increases healthy communication and betters the different relationships. And it stops people from reacting in what they call a survival stance. So when we feel like we have to just survive, we tend to be either a blamer or a placator or a martyr or um, like uh, kind of like irrelevant and like, you know, not care one way or the other or really analytical. And these are all like defense mechanisms that helped us survive when we didn't feel like we had autonomy or we didn't have high self-worth or somebody else was kind of controlling that. And so I work with people to really focus on self-worth and self-worth doesn't mean I'm better than everybody else. It means I'm me and I'm good enough for all those qualities, good and bad. And I accept all the full range of like the human experience and all my traits, positive and negative, and because nobody's perfect. And mm-hmm. like, I think a narcissist is like, nope, I'm perfect and I have no flaws. Yeah. Whereas somebody with high self-worth has uh, good feelings that they are worthy mm-hmm. and accepts that they are a person like everybody else with flaws with, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
So another thing yeah. that gives a great self-esteem is when you're wearing your adorable Just Fab outfit. Absolutely. Do you see my hat today? Yeah. Everybody loves it Every- from Just Fab. Everybody loves it. Yeah, they keep commenting. I know, I know. And Just Fab is so great because they're constantly adding new items to their inventory and you can take a 60-second style quiz and they'll give you personalized outfit recommendations. Oh, now you like quizzes. you know what i'll make an exception for this one you get a personalized boutique and they have over a thousand different styles they have shoes as you know sarah's got the hat they have adorable rompers and little cute outfits for fall it's really nice stuff really fun to try all new pieces and they love us and they gave us a deal just fab is offering our listeners an exclusive deal get your first just fab style for as low as ten dollars as a vip that's 75 percent off your first item with our special link you just go to justfab.com slash brain candy to take advantage of the deal that's justfab.com slash brain candy to get your first style for as low as ten dollars as a vip you um, can also get free shipping on orders over $39, and there absolutely is no commitment when you purchase your first order. Justfab.com slash brain candy. Really cute stuff. Yes. Lots uh, of fun. Update on the term Patsy. Yes. Began to take hold in America around 1903, origin unknown, but some scholar, scholars think it may be uh, an alternate word for um, Pazzo, P-A-Z-Z-O, Pazzo, maybe, meaning a madman. It's an <laughs> Is Italian that where word. paparazzi came from? <gasps> Probably. Probably? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, uh, it, or it could be the southern dialect, the word uh, paccio, meaning fool. Huh. So, which makes a lot of sense. That's so funny. Yeah. And now I'm going to use it all the time because it's so Does everyone know about this and I just missed I it? A, like Patsy? Oh, I think so. Okay. I'm yeah. out of a loop. I don't know. Unless it's like a West Coast thing. I don't think so, no. though. Um, okay, since it is Halloween, yes, this is spooky. Um, some guy um, was super obsessed with this uh, Asian pop star, and he used the pictures that she posted on Instagram to scan her pupils Uh-oh. and then stalk her via <gasps> like Google, whatever it is, like you know the the cameras that are everywhere. Oh my God, this is my night. This is actually my nightmare. Why? <laughs> I'm terrified of like, I think from uh, being on the show. Yeah. Of cameras being in like recording me. Wow. Sarah. Don't you ever get that feeling? Like, no. Sometimes with the mic, I'll think, do I have my mic on? Oh, every yeah. so often. Yeah. And I'll think, what the hell? Where'd that come from? I was like, am I Never cameras though. Yeah. I don't know. It's but weird. You, that's more, more likely. Like a fear. And it was because I moved into a place and a guy was like, did you check for bugs? And I thought he was talking about bugs, <laughs> bugs. I was like, you know what's funny? I just saw a palmetto bug in my house. He's like, no, not those Why kind of bugs. Why did he ask you that? Because he worked for Homeland Security and he knew about this stuff. What? It was that guy who, who, from the East Coast, Kenny's friend. Yeah, but w- yeah. Why, would they, Kenny's friend, why would they have bugs in your house? Like if the, didn't you see that documentary, The Motel? Oh. If there's a creepy person who like likes to rent out apartments and who knows, creepy. Okay, this re- leads me to another thing I read about this guy who was in bed with his girlfriend and they heard something outside the window and he went out, you know, to get the guy as a peeping Tom. And, you know, the guy was like jerking off or whatever. Oh. And I know, it's so gross. Gross. And then, um, you know, beat the shit out of him. But then, um, the guy died, like the 
the peeping Tom. Yeah. And so the guy's in jail. For beating him up? Yeah. Oh, my God. For, well, like ugh. manslaughter, I guess they called it that in the end. like but an aggressive reaction. I was like, it. good for him. Oh, my God. My husband would do the same thing. I mean, he'd probably yeah. call the cops, but yeah. he'd be inclined to beat the shit out I of him. I wonder if the situ- if the circuit, like... They had, uh, this wasn't the first time and the cops God. didn't get there in time the previous I, time. Um, so this was a well-known peeper in their neighborhood oh God. and he had a history it and a record like, of it. What? What do you think? Like killing him. Like it's sad that somebody died, but I understand that like the person who's like, doesn't know what's going to happen. Like that could be very dangerous. And you like, feel bad for the home. peeper. Well, I, yeah, I feel bad for anybody who died and there wasn't like, cause I know that that maybe it could escalate, but isn't really a violent crime. Like... I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Like, I don't... Oh, it's so... I just don't... I don't know. I've just... I'm like... If you... if, if That is such a violation well, in your own home. I totally get that. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And if there were no information... No, there was no information and you just saw a, you know, figure in on your property, all this stuff, like... But if you if you were prosecuting somebody who had twenty counts of peeping Tom and like you know jerking off in the bushes, the sentence wouldn't be death. Oh yeah, no, I'm so not I saying think the sentence, the punishment, him. didn't really fit the crime. Is what I'm saying. I agree okay, about it. Shouldn't have resulted in right. someone's death. That's what I'm saying. But I also think it's good that that guy went out to yes, I agree with that beat too. Beat the shit out of him, and sometimes when you beat the shit out of somebody, it's Right. You kill them. And you save somebody's life. Right. And also you could, yeah. Oh, God. It's just. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying about it's not a violent crime, but it's, it's violence of a different variety in my yeah, it's almost, brain. Yeah. It feel, it's such a violation. Do you remember the whole, I think we even talked about it on here, that whole Aaron Andrews peeping Tom thing with when she was in the hotel room. and No, I don't remember this. This was like five years ago or something where... She had kind of like a stalker or whatever, obsessed fan. And Who's Erin Andrews? She's the ESPN oh, uh, okay. sideline yes, gal. Yes, 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 yes. I, I do remember like her. And she... Not the story. For, somehow he was able to put a recording device in her hotel room. Oh, God. See? And it was everywhere. And it's totally humiliating the way that... Apart from the violation, yeah. you know how you act in... Yes. A hotel room. You yes. take your clothes off. You might look in the mirror, right. whatever. You Ooh. prance around right. a bit. Right. And the whole world saw her doing it. God, see, that's like the... Like, nobody hell. should... It's, it's hell. And she has traumatic, you know, PTSD right. from it and all this stuff. Anyway, he went to jail, but... Um, God. That's such that a violation. Is, and it really... You know what? And you're right, because it's one of those where it's a sh- like two seconds for the guy, but... A lifetime. Yeah, she of, still probably she's traumatized. Absolutely, hundred percent. So it's PTSD. like non-violent. I mean, please, we didn't even experience violence from it, but I have PTSD from having cameras in a house. For yeah, that's the feeling. You, you with the microphone. I did an interview for Ken Levine's podcast the other day, and he had read one of my articles where I talked about the PTSD mm-hmm. thing. And I still, even after writing that, I still have trouble articulating why it's so hard to reacclimate or re-enter mm-hmm. a normal life after experiencing mm-hmm. that. It's very difficult yeah. to describe. And I also felt that way about the recent like Meghan Markle thing where she said like how difficult this has been for her. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, cry me a river, you're a princess. Like, mm-hmm. can it? Oh, but I think it's very response. hard to yeah. understand yeah. what all that might feel like. 
mm-hmm. unless you have experienced Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know? I totally know this. So it's like you can't yeah. win because she's not going to convince those other people. It's almost like she's preaching to the choir. That's why trauma bonding is such a real thing. People who bond over shared trauma or shared understanding. Because finally this. someone understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even I get the nature it. of that relationship can be based more in the trauma than in like the actual connection between the person. And yeah, man, it can mess us up. But this is this goes back to like it's important to understand everybody's individual experience and how those things affected them and how what survival stances they kind of take from that. And I feel like, uh, yeah, of course, there's bigger problems in the world, and a lot of people have way worse problems than Meghan Markle. But like, we can feel bad for everyone. And I, I, it, it really, I kind of have a problem with the the whole like, oh, there are bigger problems than other people, because that's not the individual experience. Well, it doesn't matter know what that. a you know person on the other side of the world what problems they're having my emotional reactions to whatever's happening in my environment are the same regardless of anybody else's. And I think we kind of do this thing where we maybe um, kind of like devalue or or, or uh, gloss over some of the things that have happened to us to be like, oh, well, you know, things are good, but... And you can't ignore those things. Yeah. Because the feelings still exist. Mm-hmm. And until you've like... And a... Uh, uh, not addressing the feelings is what creates anxiety, depression, all that. Yeah. So until we feel the feelings and let ourselves go, yeah, this is awful. This is whatever it is. Grief, ugh, sadness. I was trying we, to teach my mom um, this when I saw her in Pittsburgh because um, she's very dualistic. So it's either the best thing or the worst thing. Yeah. And um, so, you know, whenever she thinks I'm sad or something, then she'll be like, how are you? Mm-hmm, you know that? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like, okay, let's break this down. Mm-hmm. I can be mm-hmm. happy in certain areas and content and grateful, yes. and then in another area feel sad. Yes. Both at the same time. Totally. <laughs> it's like it never occurred to her yes. that you could have several emotions at once. I heard somebody call it uh, <laughs> waffling your life, like kind of like an egg waffle yeah. and how syrup goes into yes. each of those little, you can have one that's full of syrup and one that's empty Yeah, and just keep them in the wa- keep them in their little... Some are wet, some are dry. Right. And it's fine. And it's all one waffle. Totally one waffle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I don't have a great waffle segue for bioclarity, but I do know that I love a beautiful, glowy, soft skin. The same way I love a waffle. Situation. <laughs> In the same way we love a waffle. Oh, I have been very diligent about my routine. Yes. Like, I don't know what inspired me. I've been very good. good. Oh my God, does it make a difference to actually do it twice a day and like, oh, I don't know, wash my face before I go to bed. Right. I tell people this. I'm like, you have to do it every day and do it for a while and then you'll see these results and then you're going to be convinced. I mean, my skin is so smooth. Yeah. I use the clear skin routine because I have breakout prone skin. I think yours is the essential. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Essential. And then I throw in the um, serum, the like recovery serum or like ultra calming serum. I think that's great for me because I have all the scars and stuff. So good. Get they get so red, but get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. I should probably say that it is a three step regimen that improves your skin. We're kind of like we assume everyone knows because we're always talking about it. Um, I just love how it makes my skin feel and the 
prices are actually affordable, which is a big thing because some of the their competitors are insane. Mm-hmm. And right now our listeners can save yeah. 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you need to enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Just go to bioclarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. And I take skin really seriously yeah. because I know how embarrassing it is when you yeah. have bad skin. So I would not lie to you. It's That's a true right. story. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to share this with you because like, I don't have an article for it or anything, sure. but just something that I noticed when I was reading an article about another subject Okay, is uh, as I'm reading, they mentioned the researcher, but they only referred to them by their last name, did not know the gender the entire time. I love when that happens. And I was like, okay, I think maybe this is a new thing. And oh. I really wanted to know the gender. I was oh, like, you think I it was want- intentional? Yes. I oh. think I think that they're like that maybe I don't know is it is it considered good journalism if you kind of just make it the reason like neutral neutral I like it I, I, I yeah I kind of went I know what you mean though where you're like but who is it right because it was a subject I can't remember what it was but it was a subject where I think it was when I was looking at like they're doing a lot of studies on the female orgasm and the like purpose of it and all this stuff. And I was like, I got to know if it's a woman or man who's like, I can like, pick being it. I real like, yeah. I need to conduct research because if it's a woman, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. If it's a man, I'm like, Ugh. that happens to me a lot when I'm just reading an article and I'm I miss guess the whether the writer or the author is a male or female, mm. like in articles, and I'll I picture them in my mind, and then I'll look at the name and I'll be like, whoa. What do you usually picture it as? I think I usually picture it as a man. Oh wow, okay. Just because okay. you know. Right. patriarchy you know. yeah. and then but i suppose it depends on the subject matter yeah. like the tone that they take you know the words they use totally. can all be like subtle clues yeah and so you imagine what they look like or who they are and then i love when i'm wrong i yeah. think it's so fun i do like that and i i because my first guess would to be to assume that all of them are female just because that's my it's like me yeah. You know, and it's like the lens that I mm-hmm. experience the world. Oh, there must be a foot. And then, yeah. But I would imagine since you're kind of in that world of, you know, writing and academics and all this stuff, that you have more understanding of who the typical writers are. Yeah. Where I'm just kind of looking at it as like through your through own, own my lens. eyes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, that's interesting though. What if they did that as a purpose? It almost seemed thing. like they did. It seemed because it was so difficult to, there was like nothing that gave even a hint at it. The language was totally changed too. I think a lot of writers would say that that's bad writing. I, it kind of felt like it in a way oh. to me. Like it felt like... You left some stuff out. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like they were really trying to avoid mentioning that it was a male when talking about the subject of female orgasms or vice oh, versa. That Could would make me that? mad. Now I want to know if the author was... I got to find where this... Because all I did was send myself a text saying, using the researcher's name and making the gender anonymous in articles. Yeah. Right. Like, talk about this, Sarah. That's no other information. Right. Also, I have in here from way back when. Mm-hmm. I can't, this, I never got a picture of it. Oh. No, I do, but I didn't get a picture of it, so I didn't bring it up. And if I were to see this sign now, it would make sense because it's Halloween. But this was no joke up in September. And it was, they're doing construction uh, by my house, and there's a, a, uh, construction sign that you know how you can like change the the wording yeah. and like one of those kind of things yeah, yeah, yeah. and it says uh like 
serious construction or like heavy construction taking place on these dates. Like traffic, expect delays. And then the next sign says, we're serious. Or it was, we're dead serious. One of the two. But I was like, that's a weird thing to add. Are you we kidding? mean it. It's like, we mean it or we're serious or something like that. Where I was like, I got to take a picture of this. And then it was gone when I went to go take a picture. That's but bizarre. it was like three days where I saw this thing and it was like, we mean it. I was like, what? What did like people of Dana Point like not believe them before? I'm like, oh, okay, we're just going to keep going <laughs> we're not our falling normal for way. that again. Right. Oh, Isn't my that a God. weird thing for a sign to say? Yes. I agreed. That it, I, I wonder if there's more to the story. There's, or... ga- there's got to be. It just seemed very bizarre. I don't like my signs having personality. Yeah. And I like, got to say. That was aggressive sign. Like, like <laughs> we mean it. Or we're serious. Like, we're dead serious. It was something like that. How strange. Where I was like, did I see that? And I like went back around. I'm like, I got to see this thing again. This is so funny how you always do that. It's like when you saw the goat in my neighborhood or whatever it was. Yeah. And you like will actually turn around to look. I was like, did I really see that? The same way when you asked me what do I do with blood in my basement, I'd be like, am I, I need to, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing here? <laughs> like it takes me a little while because you know. Right. I, know. I had a very great, like wild imagination when I was younger and I used to just like see things out of my corner of my eye or at nighttime I would always like. It was always oh, a... It, like, what? Um, figures? Yeah, like, not really. But, it, like, I would turn the shadow into a monster or whatever it was in my eyes. And I still have that when I first wake up and go to the bathroom in the morning when I, like, just open my eyes and, you know, you go to the bathroom in the morning. And I'm... Uh, my house now doesn't have it, but I used to have a tile floor in my old house. And... Or even on, like, Travertine Stone my eyes will naturally like find like create a face in like the floor like see like the patterns kind of go weird it's almost like my brain hasn't like come back on board so it's really on autopilot and you know that thing where you where it's like a human instinct to see faces like yeah. find faces and yes, stuff that I, I that's do know. on turned up to 11 when I first wake up in the morning. Like everything's a face. Yeah. Like I look, I'll look at the, I'll kind of like my eyes will relax. I'll be half awake and I'll like stare at the floor. It was like travertine tile. And so it had a bunch of like kind of marbly sort of designs and I'd always be able to find like a face or an animal or something, but it would be really strong in the mornings and not, I wouldn't, it doesn't happen throughout the rest of the day. It's weird. You remember when, well, we were younger and they had those um, magic eye posters and I could never do it. Right. right? There's always like one idiot who like can't figure out how to focus. Because you're trying to control. Things. I don't think, I think I've cracked the case. What is it? I have um, the unusual oh. eyeball problem of one really good eye and one really bad oh, eye. Oh, that probably is I it. I want to try it with glasses on. You might be able to, because it's like self-correcting so that it won't do, ever do that. Yeah. You have to get your eyes, of course that's it. That's yes. It. And totally I was so it. happy when I figured yeah, it out. Here I am judging you about like, it's well, you, both. you just can't relax and release, <laughs> relinquish control. It's even probably for your both. Eyes. Maybe if I did it with glasses, it still wouldn't work, but yeah, obviously that's going to like, be a problem. If you have one eyeball. Right. Because that's essentially what I'm working with is like one eye. And it will not work if you don't have the two like doing that thing where it's like compensate and like making up Mm -hmm. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you... Can you do that on a screen or does it have to be a poster? I think you can because I know there's a lot of those visual... um, what are they called? Just like optical illusions? Yes. Visual, yeah. like opti- well, visual. That's that yeah. is redundant. Optical illusions yeah. that you can do on, um, on, a, on, screen. A, on a screen. I'll have there, to test oh it out. Gosh, I felt like are, I was missing out all of my... 
I mean, it's not that great. It's like, are you it familiar with a pirate ship? That's what you. That's what it is. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, but everyone will get so excited, Sarah. Because it's like it's not there, and then it's there. Right? I want that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, I was looking through some of my drawings that I did when I had taken psychedelics once a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they kind of do that, like give you a magic eye effect. I want that. It, if you're interested to see what this picture is, it is the very first and and third picture that i ever posted on instagram what are yeah. they they're just like geometric shapes that i couldn't Why stop drawing you do- afterwards oh, you were, okay, it was it. like i was drawing and i was doing a lot of doodles at the time and you know it was like the one time i ever did anything and wow, like, that's i how you kicked it off. couldn't stop drawing these like shapes and and things it felt like they were someday i'm gonna find out what is going on in your brain i mean i now that i've said that thing about my <laughs> eyes like not focused and like doing that thing in the morning there's some doctor who's like you have this neurological disease and you probably have a tumor or something like Wouldn't that you love to have someone say like here's you have like a special thing though what if it's a special thing not well, bad news yeah, like tumor to help it's yeah good it was nice to find out that the color graph may synesthesia so maybe it's something like that <laughs> why matt neroni always talks about that why do you love it so much? Because it was it was really cool to find out that the way I see the world wasn't. It just kind of blows your mind when you have an idea of how of mm. how everybody else does something. Yeah, and then you realize no, what nobody just like that's just that part was more exciting. Yeah, it would the, it the would be, it bring me it it brought me just as much like it tickled me just as much to find out that my aunt has face blindness. Mm-hmm. You know, like they say Brad yeah. Pitt has it, and mm-hmm. like my aunt can't recognize faces. This, and I was like, what? Tell me everything. I think there's more to that story too. Somebody was tweeting about Brad Pitt and was like, "Make." I don't know if they were joking yeah. or not, but they were saying they think he's just like really bad with names oh and like God. doesn't really give a shit who you are. So like he's told everybody that to get him off the hook. It's kind of brilliant yeah, if he did. Because somebody who does have that almost goes to the other side where they go to like great lengths yes. to not, which is my aunt who doesn't ever forget. Like she'll remember everything and everybody's name and all this because she's like, her mind has mm-hmm. created these shortcuts for her yeah. that would be like a long way around the road for us. But yeah, right. Like, this is how you remember this person, so she probably remembers better. Well, on that Ooh, note, I just want to wish you a very happy Halloween. <gasps> Thank you. And a very spooky Halloween, too. Yes. I hope you guys get lots of candy and nobody yes. laced it with... Don't you love how they think everybody... Laces. Nobody's wasting no, their pot on kids. Oh, is that what they think? Hell no. THC or whatever. Right. Good. We moved past razor blades. I wouldn't be wasting those things on kids anyway. Those are expensive as well. That's true. I mean, have you ever tried to get one at CVS? You have to like get them to unlock it. No joke. Yeah. They need like your ID, God, a kidney. <laughs> well, get some candy and have a spooky time. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 